Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 509. What's the temperature? 90, 91? 90 degrees and sunny outside. It's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews. We'll be right back with the show in just a few minutes. All right. Thank you very much, Rob. Nice to have you with us again, folks. And the big question is, do I have a case? And we have hundreds and hundreds of questions that have come in from people all across northeastern and central Pennsylvania. And we throw them at the man with the answers, attorney Keith Figured. Keith, how are you? I'm doing good, Frank. Uh, Hello, Rob, as well. And, uh, yes, definitely getting inundated with questions. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And they come in all different categories. So let's get to the first one. Attorney Keith figured, my car has 120,000 miles on it, and I still drive it. What is the minimum amount and kind of car insurance that I have to keep on it in Pennsylvania? So this is a residential vehicle. So, of course, this would be different than a commercial vehicle. Um, pertaining to a residential or privately owned vehicle in Pennsylvania, the minimum required car insurance coverage um, is 15,000 bodily injury liability per person, 30,000 bodily injury liability per accident, $5,000 property damage liability per accident. So liability coverage pays for damages or injuries you cause to others in an accident. While liability coverage is the minimum required by law, it is often recommended to consider additional coverage options to protect yourself and your vehicle. Some additional coverage options include medical benefits. This coverage pays for medical expense for you and your passengers resulting from an accident. The minimum medical um, in Pennsylvania is 5,000. Underinsured, uninsured, This coverage protects you if you are involved in an accident with a driver who has no insurance or insufficient insurance. And this is typically equal to the bodily injury limits that you have on your vehicle unless you um, waive them or or sign them down. And then, of course, you have comprehensive and collision coverage. Comprehensive coverage pays for damages to your vehicle caused by non-accident related incidents such as theft, vandalism, or natural disasters. And then collision coverage pays for damage to your vehicle caused by a collision with another vehicle or object. And then the last thing I want to cover is the full tort limited tort. Pennsylvania full tort limited tort are terms used to describe options for automobile insurance coverage related to personal injury claims. The main difference between full tort limited tort lies in the ability to seek compensation for pain and suffering in the event of a car accident. With full coverage, individuals have an unrestricted right to pursue financial compensation for both economic and non-economic damages. Now, limited tort, on the other hand uh, is as just as it says it limits or uh, has a set of right or limits a set of rights in exchange for lower insurance premiums under limited tort coverage individuals give up the right to seek compensation for pain and suffering unless they have suffered a serious injury as defined by pennsylvania law it is important to note that the minimum required coverage may not be sufficient to cover all potential damage or injuries. It is, advisable, it is advisable to assess your personal circumstances, the value of your vehicle, and your financial situation when deciding on the appropriate level of coverage. To ensure you have accurate, up-to-date information regarding car insurance requirements, it is recommended to consult with an insurance agent or provider who can provide personalized guidance based on your specific needs. 
And I'm glad the guy has 120,000 miles. That must be a car that runs like a tank. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your answer. Now, this one, this one is fascinating, and it, and it comes in from Bradford County, and I, just, I can't wait to hear your answer to this one. Here it is. I live in Bradford County, Pennsylvania, and I listen all the time. Can you tell me what the law is if I want to sell my shotgun to a neighbor? Okay, so this is a little bit difficult um, because it's a complex uh, statute, and, and basically it falls under the Pennsylvania Uniform Firearms Act. So firearm uh, is defined as any pistol or revolver with a barrel less than 15 inches, any shotgun with a barrel less than 18 inches, any rifle with a barrel of less than 16 inches, or any pistol, revolver, rifle, or shotgun with an overall length of less than 26 inches. Um, however, I mean, these definitions uh, are pretty broad and they do include a number of firearms. Um, the first thing I would say is that there are ever-changing rules as it pertains to the sale of firearms. Um, but that being said, any individual or, or dealer selling a handgun is required to sell or transfer that at a place of business or a licensed dealer. Um, basically, that's the background check that you hear them discuss. Um, however, when it comes to selling a rifle or a shotgun, um, you, if you're not a dealer, um, again, depending on if you fall in that definition, you, you have to be very certain because if you do fall in that definition, you are still required to transfer that uh, gun at uh, whether it be a, a, somebody with an FFL license that can do a background check. Now, the problem that you run into if you do not do that is if you sell the gun to a felon or somebody who's not allowed to have that, you can still be held responsible. So, so the short answer is under certain circumstances, you can sell a gun without having to do a background check. However, if you don't do it correctly and that person is out of state or is, say, a felon or not allowed to own that gun, you can have a real problem. Not to mention, if you purchased that shotgun yourself and it was transferred to you by a dealer and that gun is in your name and then it's used for a crime, who do you think it's going to um, who do you think it's going to go back to? The person that transferred it. So, so it's, a, it, it's a pretty complicated area. I mean, there are some instances in which the gun can be sold, but to be safe, it would be my recommendation that you take the shotgun to a, a, a licensed dealer uh, that has an FFL. Um, they can do the paperwork for you. This way it's transferred into the person's name. They get run through the system to make sure they're able to have that gun. They're, they're a uh, resident of the state. They don't have any felony. They've never been adjudicated, uh, incompetent, or unable to uh, manage their own affairs. I mean, as I said, it is pretty complicated. And although it could be done in certain circumstances, I wouldn't recommend it. And um, to be safe and to protect yourself, um, it, it would be recommended that you actually take it to a dealer and, and have it done and actually transferred uh, with the background check being performed. Well, I appreciate the answer. I didn't think about that, but you're right. You got to do that background check. You don't, sometimes you don't even know the background of your neighbor. So I appreciate that common sense answer. Yeah. And, and then if they use it for a crime and it's left at the scene, they're going to come back to you oh, boy, <laughs> in oh, terms of the investigation. So with the being transferred to the other individual, then it's going to relate back to them. And, and it, again, it just provides protection all around. Well, for you up in Bradford County, thanks for the question. I'm sure it answered the, uh, the question for a lot of people that might have the same thing on their mind. All right, Keith, how do people get in touch with you if they have other questions? 
They can reach me directly at 570-954-9299. And when I say directly, I mean it. Uh, people call me, they uh, speak directly with me. It's not as though you uh, call a secretary and get passed around. Or um, So when you call me, I deal directly with my clients. Um, you can send emails to Keith at figuredlaw.com and uh, there's a ton of information on my website at figuredlaw.com. All right, next week we have more workers' comp questions coming up. Though that, that may be the number one subject that comes in every week. Uh, and folks, if you have a question, all you have to do is send it to me, Frank Andrews at wilknewsradio.com. Again, no spaces between that, Frank Andrews at wilknewsradio.com. Keith, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you about workers' comp next week. You as well, Frank, and you as well, Rob, and as I say, always a pleasure. We'll get back to Rob's program right now. Thank you, Keith and uh, Frank. Um, it's fair season here. I, I was just looking at some social media posts and such like that, and uh, I asked earlier in a week what, what you guys' plans were for uh, for the weekend, and uh, it just dawned on me, it's the Clifford Fair this weekend, starting tonight, tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, I believe. That's my local fair. It's what we've been going to um, for a, a long time. Uh, so I know some of the listeners are going to be there because you posted the the flyer for me that it was going to be there. I'm hoping to maybe go tonight. Maybe, I mean, with the wedding tomorrow, I don't know what time that's going to wrap up, but there may be some time after that to head down there. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, to heading to the Clifford Fair maybe, maybe this evening. Um, you know, i get home, see what everyone's doing, if the weather's good. Maybe we'll head out there. Uh, head out there with the family. Uh, I know they like to get their their goodies, you know, the the food treats, and and see what stands there are and everything like that, and see the neighbors, see people we haven't seen in a while. It's always a good uh, attendance up there at the Clifford Fair. But if you're having one near you, text it in. If it's tonight, starting today, if it's this weekend, you know, let me know, and uh, we'll put it out there for the listeners because. Uh, a lot of times, this is the fire department's big fundraiser for the year. This is how they get their things done. This is how they raise their money. Uh, it's it's a big event for them, and they, they put in a ton of work for it. If you've ever seen behind the scenes what it takes to put one of these things on, especially the larger ones, I know Clifford will have their fireworks. They have their rides. They have you know pretty much everything there. The food choices are unbelievable, and then probably not good for me to wander around and see tonight because I'm going to want a little of everything. The potato pancakes, you know, your uh, your uh, fried dough to, to funnel cakes to the ice cream to everything. Um, you know, I, I re- we really lucked up, look, lucked, lucked up, I like to call it, not lucked out uh, by us. We're right near the, the Montdale Dairy, and if, uh, you know, another one of my weaknesses, my chocolate malt shake from the Montdale Dairy or you know, a, a single scoop and a waffle cone. I just love the area up there, especially on summer nights. You head up there, sit on your tailgate, have your ice cream. It's a it's a it's a great time to be an American if you look at it the way it should be looked at. It's a good time to spend with family. It's a good evening out, and uh, maybe we'll do that. I don't think my son and his wife are going to get in until after midnight tonight. My daughter's training somewhere in the world uh, for the next couple of weeks. I think she's coming home the middle of August for a few days. But other than that, uh, it's just uh, just my wife and I and my daughter home from college, who's uh, a nurse's intern in Scranton this uh, this uh, summer. So she's been home. I think her boyfriend's coming in. 
for the weekend as well because uh, he hasn't met her brother yet. So I think she wanted him to come in to meet her brother since he's going to be up. And like I said, my son and his wife haven't been here since um, since Christmas. So uh, looking forward to that meeting as well. Got to meet big brother. That's going to be interesting as a dad. Just sit back and smile and laugh. But uh, very, very nice young man. So I'm looking forward to that happening and, and always enjoy when he's he's uh, he's at the house. It's 521 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 525 here on WILK. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. With the phone, we have uh, Dave from Mountain Talk wants to talk about Trump. Dave. Yeah, hello, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Hey, uh, I have a little different take on your idea about if Trump gets elected. Uh, you're worried that everything's going to get held up because that's what they're going to do to him. Do you really think that's not going to happen to any Republican that gets elected? I mean, my God, they'll do everything they can. So unless they have the House and Senate, nobody's going to have any real cooperation. It's not going to matter. Yeah, they, they've already shown their their ability to pivot, You know, especially when Ron DeSantis first came out. The Democrats really went after him, and now they've kind of laid off to let Trump do it. Um, but, yeah, whoever steps into that role, they're obviously going to go scorched earth on. They've already shown yeah, I mean, that they pivot like that. They're going to do like whatever that. they can, and the only way he's going to get anything done is through executive orders and, and – and when push comes to shove with a budget or something like that, and they have no choice. But otherwise, they're not going to cooperate on anything anyway. And, and the other good thing about Trump getting elected, he, you don't have to worry about him worrying about his next election. When he's in there, he's going to be like, he's going to be, he's going to be tough because he's not going to worry about the next election. And there, anybody who gets elected, they're going to be worrying about their running again. And in this case, you won't have to worry about that. And it's a good point, but instead of governing and the things we need to do to move ourselves forward, does he go? Does he target those who targeted him and go full after them? And does that occupy his time? It's, it's just there's a lot of questions, a lot of things, and and I'm not saying some of it's not rightfully so. But I was just going to say some of them deserve it. It's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I want to see us move forward. I want to see things get better for us living out here in the real world. You know, politicians yeah. are politicians. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, there's a I mean, there's a lot of policies I I support and and I agree with. Absolutely, you know, his, I, I know he could be he could be a jerk, but at the same time, he all his policies are pretty darn good. Yeah, but was, was he the jerk we needed in 2016 is the question. I, I think parts and parts say yes. Uh, you Absolutely. know, they attacked Absolutely. him out of the gate. They attacked. He was the Democratic hero in New York growing up until yep. he ran for office. And then then they, they went literally scorched earth against him from day one. Yeah. So, you know, you have to if you're getting punched from all angles, you can't fault somebody for punching back. Absolutely. And he would have won in 20. And you can't, I'm not saying the election was fixed, but you, you got to admit the national media, the hiding of the, the Hunter laptop, all that stuff co- contributed to him not getting reelected. You know what? I, I wish I wish he would key on that instead of a stolen election and votes You're and right. so this happened You're here. Right. He, you know what? The Russian dossier that that was that was all created to 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 manipulate an election. The Hunter Absolutely. Biden laptop. They have enough people on the Democrat side who said they would not have voted for uh, yes, for exactly. Joe Biden. If if they knew that this was true, you know, that's so that's election that's, manipulation, yep. you know, getting 51, 51, you know, CIA, FBI and D, D, yeah, DNI yeah. people to sign a letter saying that this is Russian disinformation. That's election manipulation. And what the media has done, the media has just been a travesty, you know, for the past decade on, on how they've run things. 
Yeah, one last thing. What I would love to see is somebody get by him and say, you still stand behind your statement when you said that, that it's right, your son's laptop was Russian disinformation. If he, out of anybody, should have known, and he, he absolutely lied to the American people. Oh, he knew. I, I just played, I know, I played a clip from him earlier that he lied. put him on the saying, spot and make him answer to it. Oh, he never. He'll call you a dog-faced pony soldier, but it's okay for him to call uh, names or, yeah. or where he called uh, Ducey of Fox News an SOB. You know, yeah, it's okay when he does it because he's the kooky old man. But uh, you know, Donald Trump yeah. calls someone a name. And it's oh my God! Hey. Anyone who supports him, Where we have to go? we have to target and go after. Hey, you know what? He cured cancer. So what are you going to do? Yeah, right. We should be thankful. <laughs> you know, at least. At All least, right. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, Dave. Thanks for it. Have All a great right, weekend. Dave. You too. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely the double standard there. We've seen it. It happens. We have to do better. I think we truly have to do better. And and. The 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 Trump derangement syndrome is very real. I mean, we've heard it here today. It it simply is. It it takes you know educated, smart people and and makes them crazy. And it just they are so fixated on this man and and the personality and whatever it is about him. It, it's not. I mean, I don't think there's a person on this earth that angers me as much as he angers some on the left. I, I just don't get it. I mean, there's. Uh, I try to go through life without hating anyone. I try to go lo- through life without any let anyone dictate my demeanor and how I'm going to be. Now, if you attack me, you know, physically or directly, that's a se- separate story. You know, then then you know you get met with overwhelming force. Um, that's just the way that is. But I just don't get the 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 justifications for hating people simply because they don't agree with you. Hating people simply because you know. You voted for somebody once, and now you deserve any bad thing that happened to you or any bad thing that goes along with that. It's just not the way to live, and that's not the way I choose to live. I choose to move forward in my life, not not be uh, you know deranged. It's uh, 531 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're at WILK News Radio, the Rob O'Donnell Show, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. Well, it appears our Luzerne County Election Board has done it again. A Hazleton area school board candidates, two of them, won't pay a fine for not filing a campaign finance reports. Now, they received their letter stating that they owed $250 each because they didn't file their post-election reports after receiving violation notices. But... The Luzerne County Election Bureau did not send those letters certified mail, which the law requires. That's a problem. So the two candidates, Robert Childs and Evlesi Childs, I would assume their husband and wife could be. I know I shouldn't assume that. They both have the same last name. Um, they're saying they're not paying it because they should have received those in uh, certified letter form. They did not. The letters were not sent out by certified letter. Now, the the county has collected thousands of dollars in fines. We talked about this case. They collected more than $15,000 in fines related to light, late filing and finance report, of filing finance reports. The fine is $20 per day for the first six days, followed by $10 per day, up to a maximum of 250 But like I stated, the law says that it needs to be sent, the notice needs to be sent by certified mail. So, 
and I agree the technicality. The two individuals that are owe the money say they're not paying it because they didn't receive the notice by certified mail. Now, I don't know if there's a deadline or anything, if they could just send another letter with a certified mail. Um, not sure how this works, but it just goes for another another uh, instance where the Luzerne County Election Bureau screwed things up. Now, of course, they're pointing it at this, uh, what's her name, Melissa Gilbert, who had left. She resigned after the the original list of violators for not filing there was wrong. Shortly after that, she took the fall for that and resigned. But so, of course, they're, uh, they're uh, placing this on her, too, because she's not there. You know, she's no longer with the boards, the bureau, so they can easily say, well, this was her, her project. You know, not only did she screw up the list, but she screwed up uh, not sending things by certified mail. Now, was this the status quo? For years, have they been sending these violations, not certified mail, in violation of the law? Can people who paid those fines in the past now come back to the election bureau and say, hey, you collected my money um, illegally because you didn't send me a certified letter? I don't think so, and I hope not. But, uh, again, if you're a resident of Luzerne County, you've had instant after instance after instance of issues and embarrassments with the Luzerne County Election Bureau. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. Will they run out of people to blame? Will the people that are still there still make the same mistakes? And, you know, they'll try and point the fingers elsewhere or just say it was an anomaly or, you know, the typical excuse they are making. But for now, they have their full person because this, this, the woman who left, Melissa Gilbert, Beth Gilbert, um, you know, has been taking the fall for this latest group of, of incidents that have happened. And it's sad for that. It's it's sad that they just can uh um it's just sad that they can't own up and fix the problems. I mean there there seems to be a lack of leadership in government agencies, especially here in northeast Pennsylvania, especially with Luzerne and Lackawanna County. We've seen it time and time again. It's become the status quo. It's become the norm. And I don't think we need to accept it anymore. We need to change our mindsets as voters that, you know, the status quo is not good enough anymore. It's not the way it should be. It's not acceptable. And we won't accept it. And the only way to do that is to vote new people in. The only way to do that is to be more involved on on the ground to hold these people accountable for doing the right things. And when they don't question it and when they don't answer your questions, make it so miserable for them by continuing to question them, by continuing to speak out against them, by continuing to question what they're doing until they either correct it or leave town or leave public office. Those are the choices we have. That's what we need to do. It's um, 541 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 546, 90 degrees and sunny outside. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we have uh, Scott from Alden with a reminder and take care of pets in hot weather. Hey, Scott. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, if it's too hot for pet owners to be outside, then they should bring their pets in and provide them pretty, plenty of water. It's just, you know, I have pets and I really care for them. I wouldn't let them out in this. It's too hot for me. It, 
It is, but if we listen to the weather, it's, it's not as hot as it's been. We're not breaking records, but it is hot outside. 90 degrees yeah. at this time of night is still, uh, especially if you're in the sun, especially with asphalt. Be careful of your pets. If, oh, yeah. if, you can't to... walk, if you can't walk with bare feet, don't let them walk with their paws. Exactly. Yeah, because this time of day, especially for me, the sun beats down in the front of my house, and I wouldn't let my pets on the porch. It's it's great advice. It's great advice. Make sure you provide extra water for them. Um, you know, just like right. we, we need it ourselves. But uh, again, the the big the biggest thing that I've seen are people. You know, just walking over asphalt a couple steps to get to the grassy area might be enough to burn those paws. I, I've seen it, sure. and uh, yeah, you know, we really need to take a take a a stance. You know, I make it a point to when I walk outside, especially when it's hot. You know, if I'm in bare feet and it's too hot for me, then it's too hot for them. Mm-hmm. Especially don't leave them in a car. I mean, I hope we don't need to be reminded of this as people. And unfortunately, we see cases of it all the time, not only with dogs, but with children. People people lose their minds. Oh, my God. Rob, like I don't even want to think. Oh, that's terrible. But um, I remember 20 years ago, I lived in Atlanta, and uh, a grandmother forgot to bring the baby out of the car. She was an older lady. She was babysitting for the day, and she forgot to bring the baby into the store with her. Newer, she went into a shopping mall. Yeah, newer cars have alerts for that now, where if you have a, a child in the back seat, or if it's sensed that you open the back doors to put something in there, a reminder pops up on your dashboard to check your back seat for a child. Oh, well, this was over 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, I, I'm sure. But, it, yeah. I mean, it must be prevalent enough to where they have to put a warning like that in, in vehicles. And we, we see the news, the unfortunate news stories, the tragic news stories, uh, every now and then that it does happen. But you're right. You know, th- there's no reason to be leaving anything that's alive in a car, uh, you know, in this kind of heat. Okay. Well, that's all I had to say, Rob. All right, Scott, you have a great yep. weekend. You too, bud. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Um, saw this story before we wrap up the show today. Um, I got some time. That's good. Um, down at the border. I mean, I know we've talked about it a lot here and it's kind of, Taking itself away from the uh, the forefront, but it's still the same crisis going on down there. There's still we're seeing a lot more of the back end of it, the financial burden it's putting on cities. Where basically you had Mayor Adams of New York City say, he, "No more." He called Uncle, "Can't do it, no more." But this was actually scary. Five hundred and twenty-five known suspected terrorists have been apprehended. Apprehended attempting to illegally enter the U.S. in nine months. This number does not include those who illegally entered the U.S. but evaded capture. This is just who we caught. 525 known suspected terrorists we caught trying to enter the U.S. So what are you, times that times three for the ones that got away? I I would say that's about right. That's about the number. You know, we have people uh, entering the U.S. from 170 countries illegally. But with with these people on the terrorist watch list, we had um, 61 caught at the southwest border. And this is scary. 321 caught at the northern border. So because of all the attention that's being put on the southern border, is there an effort for these known terrorists 
to come in through our northern border, which is not getting the attention that it should? Is there the issue where it's a coordinated to where they're monitoring what's going on? Now, again, so far this year, there's 525 compared to 478 last fiscal year. So that's the entire fiscal year, 12 months. So far in nine months, 525. And like I said, the majority being apprehended at the northern border. Which again, the northern border apprehensions beat last fiscal year. Now, again, the gotaways are the big thing. These numbers don't include suspected terrorists who illegally entered the U.S. but evaded capture, referred to as gotaways by Custom and Border, which total more than 1.7 million in the U.S. since January of 2021. 1.7 million gotaways. These are people that aren't on an asylum list. These are people who weren't documented to show up for a hearing or a trial. These are 1.7 million gotaways, people who are in our country that we have no clue about. Now, with that amount of uh, alleged gotaways, 1.7 million, we capture 525 known terrorists trying to enter our country. Do we really not think double, triple that are in walking amongst us in our cities, around our children, around our workplaces, around our schools, around around our infrastructure, you'd be naive to say no. I'm looking at a statement here. If you don't think a single one of the 1.7 million is coming from a country that sponsors terrorism, then you're ignoring the data. That's coming directly from former ICE chief Tom Holman, a good friend of mine. I've spoken at a bunch of events with him. He knows what he's talking about. He's a 40-year law enforcement professional, and he was the, the former ICE chief. When our border was the most secure it's been. It's a national security issue. It absolutely is. And if you don't think that these people, these people meaning known terrorists that have gotten into our country, want to do us harm or forgot about doing us harm or have other agendas other than do us harm, It's the sole reason they exist. It is literally all they want to do. They will blend in. They will assimilate. They will look like they are not a threat to get the access they need to get. But make no mistake, they have one goal and one goal only. And again, these are the known terrorists. These aren't the totality of immigrants, which are in the millions. This is 525 that we captured and possibly three times that, that have gotten into our country. 1,600, 1,800, 2,000. Is that not enough terrorists for you in our homeland that have gotten in? Known terrorists? Do we think they got in and they're just going to give up their plans? They're just going to, well, I live in America now. I want to live, I'm going to be here and it's going to be great. And I'm going to, you know, have my house with my white picket fence. I'm going to work somewhere. On Main Street, no, they have one goal, and it's the destruction of the American way of life, the American people, the American children. They don't care. And again, these are terrorists from all over the world. I'm sure these are assets from China involved in this. 
uh, we've seen an increase of Chinese nationals, military age, well-fed, in good shape, coming into the border. There is no way someone is escaping China, traveling across the world to get to our southern border, walking through some of the most formidable jungles there are, and showing up at our border healthy as could be, clean-shaven. They are getting help from somewhere. So this isn't just a target on uh, on the Middle East. This is a target from other places in the country that want to do us harm, other places in the world that want to do us harm. And they're here. They're telling us they're here. 525 were caught trying to get in here. 1.7 million immigrants were gotaways. If we don't think two, three, maybe four times that got in that were actual terrorists, we're kidding ourselves. And we really need to wake up because maybe when something like that happens, we start putting this partisan nonsense aside and start worrying about real threats because the real threats are here. Not out there. They're here. It's 556 at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show. In just- well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Friday, July 28th, 2023. July's almost over already. Look at that. Oh, gone quick this summer has really gone quick and you know fall is my favorite season i i truly i truly love the fall probably because it encompasses a lot of my favorite activities you know getting out there in the woods you know sitting in a tree for hours being one with nature but um you know in all reality it already looks like early next week sunday and monday are going to be less humid in the 83 and 79 so, uh, you know, this this high temperatures we've been dealing with. And if you followed the show through the three hours, you heard the weather. Um, we didn't hit any records. So all this talk about it's the hottest this, it's the hottest that. And I understand we're just in one area. But it's no different than any other summer we've had. Some summers we have real hot weather. Some summers we don't. We haven't hit the hundreds yet here in northeast Pennsylvania, at least our area. Um, so it's just a northern normal summer in NEPA. I appreciate you guys uh, joining the show today and and being involved with the conversation. Uh, Even if we disagree, we still can talk about things and respect one another. You guys be safe. God bless. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. I will see you guys on Monday.